Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Well, uh, welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 42. I'm a bit dull sick, so I've got a, uh, a cold, which is not ideal for when you're trying to record audio. Um, but fortunately, we do have a very special guest today. So, uh, hi, Steve. Steve Kemp. What's up? Um, and we're greeted by the, the lonely lad from Exeter. Just me. Just you. So we've gonna... survived about a man flu. So, What's been happening, mate? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I was just ill. I think I picked up a virus from, obviously, I work in a school setting. A lot of spit and dribble flying around. Definitely picked up, and it was yeah, it was quite a, a brutal virus. Sort of quite a chesty old cough for a while, high temperature, but then after it was more the after sort of effects of just zapped all energy, and yeah, wrote me off for a while. But sort of feeling slightly more human. What's that done to your nutrition? Probably helped. I didn't eat a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I probably didn't. I probably was not eating hardly anything compared to what I normally would, so it's probably been a slight drop in body weight. So yeah, so I tend to just sort of, if one meal, obviously try and eat as much nutrient-dense food as I can. Um, sort of, I did exist off a fair bit of amount of bananas and fruit for a while. It's just easy to consume. But yeah, other than that, I've been I had a pretty boring week. Well, that's riveting. I'm glad everyone has uh, listened to that, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's move on to so hopefully something a bit more interesting. So, uh, Steve, hello, mate. Um, for, actually, I'm going to go as far to say you're the first actual celebrity we've had on here. Well, I think that celebrity is like a word that should only be used in certain situations. You know, and it's relevant to your situation, mate. If you if you Google your name, you appear. So I mean, I mean that's legit, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, you made it when that happens. So <laughs> no, seriously. So obviously, like some people might be thinking, it's Steve Kemp. Isn't that that guy if he's tenders? Wasn't like you know Spandau Ballet or I was like, no, that's Martin. So that's Martin Kemp. Yeah, no relation. No relation. All right, okay. Glad you cleared that up. I did want to ask. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so just, Steve, for those who don't know who you are, can you just tell us a little bit about you? Okay, so my name is Steve, and I'm a nutritionist living in London, I'm working with all kind of clients up here. The celebrity thing that you mentioned um, is the fact that I was a drummer in a band called Hard Five previously, um, but I've wanted to do, I wanted to work in the kind of field that I'm working in for a really long time. So that's what I do now. Um, yeah. I also want to say that my tones are a little bit dulcet because I'm also suffering from the man flu. Oh. But I think mine's probably going to be like, I think, I think like worse than yours. And I'm handling it better just because I'm so much tougher, you know? Obviously. Like basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. He's way more northern. Northern. I mean, northern. that's it. Well, he yeah. lives in London. That's like more southern than I am. Mm. Well, you know. But I'm not from them. No, so I don't know. Okay, fair so. enough. Fair enough. 
Yeah. What? What? So, oh, so um, hard fi. Used to love the love the band. Um, <laughs> I can probably name four songs. That's that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty good. Pretty good. I Liv- could probably name at least two. Let's see, I'm, I win there. Uh, I've got living for the weekend. Got cash machine. Honestly, I've not googled this. I swear on my life. Um, I could probably sing them all as well, but I'm not going to. Uh, hard to beat, obviously. Sky Sports. Of course. Because oh, three, I can name three. Can't think of any more. I'm sure you've had a lot more than that, though. So forgive my ignorance. I'm not the most um, knowledgeable at music or musically gifted. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that must have been pretty cool. So like, I'm going to have quite a few questions. I think about that specifically. But how do you go from that to working into nutrition then? So um, I was always kind of. I've always been a bit of a geek for stuff like this. I was always interested in it. Um, and I used to run back in the day and I bought, um, I bought some like nutrition books to help with that. Like this is a long time ago, right? Like a long time ago. I bought some kind of books, um, about that, which was just from a performance standpoint, like how, how to make me run faster. I thought about like, you know, the class runner stuff, like, you know, how many carbs should I have and all that kind of thing. Um, so I got into it a little bit there. Um, and then a few, this is the, before the band kind of kicked off. Um, I was uh, diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And then a few years after that, I learned a lot about nutrition just by trying to sort of fix that. And then with my like, you know, previous interest and with that interest, I just kind of like became really, really, really into it. And, you know, I knew even when I was in the band that I'd wanted, I'd wanted to do that kind of, uh, you know, later on in life, as it were. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So I mean, it I, seems like an odd, seems like an odd switch, but it, but it kind of wasn't really always something that I was into for, you know, for a lot of years. Mm. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, it's obviously not probably what you expect from a, uh, I mean, obviously I can categorically say a successful band to, to go into something like that. Um, so obviously Crohn's disease then that obviously must be pretty tough I, I suppose there might be a lot of people listening that doesn't even know what it is so I mean like what is Crohn's disease yes yeah, so Crohn's disease is a just it's a chronic inflammation of the digestive tract so it basically you know classified as an inflammatory bowel disease so different to a lot of people will have heard of irritable bowel syndrome so IBS and that's just like an expression of symptoms if you like um, whereas um, Crohn's disease is an actual disease, you know, like a definable sort of disease. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, so, so yeah, it's not great. I mean, um, like, you want me to talk about it a little bit, like kind of what it is, what it does? Yeah, yeah, yeah so, 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 so people know, yeah. So like I say, chronic inflammation of the digestive tract, um, and it kind of results in a lot of abdominal pain and a diarrhea, which is one of the most unfortunate <laughs> symptoms, but like no one wants to talk about diarrhea on a podcast, do they? But like, it, it, it is a it is a big part of it. it it's come uh, a, it's come a feature for this podcast that we seem to be talking about poo in a lot of episodes. Right. Well, there's going to be a lot of poo if we're talking yeah. about Crohn's disease. I'm not going to lie. You know, um, you're in a safe safe place here. It's all right. You're in a safe although, place. Well, well you say you say that, mate. You have a phobia of talking about poo of, with people, so. Especially your own but, poo. But you just have to pause about this for a second because my issue is only with me going toilet in and around near people. Okay. I don't have an issue with actual anybody else in the world or their toilet issues, okay. hit habits. 
I'm yeah. fine with that. My job is 90% poo related. But <laughs> yeah, so is mine, but a different manner. So, yeah. Anyway. True. Anyway, good. Just yes. my own, my own. You're, you're on poo phobia. That's all right, man. Yes. Don't worry so, about it. You know, like like you say, it's a safe place. We can all share today, and we exactly. can get over it. Yeah. So 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 going up and diarrhea, and then like tiredness. Um, and some funny symptoms like mouth ulcers and some like kind of eye problems. You look like you've got conjunctivitis sometimes. So little weird things like that. Um, and then like a lot of a lot of weight loss. So you lose weight fast. So I I kind of never when I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease, I'd never been ill before. Um, and then I suddenly got these symptoms and I didn't understand like what they were. You know, was it like just kind of some gastroenteritis? Was it something? And then it they didn't go away, you know, so I had those symptoms for kind of a long time. And by the time that I actually went to the doctors, I can't remember how much weight I'd lost, but it was a lot, you know, it was like a really significant amount in a really, really short space of time. Um, and, and doctors tend to take like, you know, really like aggressive weight loss quite seriously. Mm. So that's when, yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of one of the things about it. Um, and the weight loss is like due to malabsorption. So you just don't, um, because you're, you've got this chronic inflammation and you've got your, your, your intestines don't necessarily want anything to like be hanging around in there and you just don't absorb food very much. Mm. Um, so you're not really getting any protein in, you're definitely not absorbing any, any, uh, fat whatsoever. So I think about 80%, 85% of, um, people with Crohn's disease suffer from malnutrition. Um, 60% of adults have, uh, sarcopenia. Mm-hmm. Um, so just you know, getting jacked ain't easy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that about sarcopenia then. For I, obviously, obviously we know with age, obviously the elderly start to suffer. Um, but I didn't know that people with Crohn's disease had that. that like, I mean, I suppose it makes sense in terms of yeah, because just you just like lean lean body mass loss. And what's worse, right? Like if you look at some of the research, um, and this is only in adolescents, so maybe this is not the same. As far as, as far as I know, it's only in adolescents, so maybe it's not the same in older people, but. In kids, at least, they tend to lose like a lot of uh, lean body mass. So that'll be a lot lower than other kids, but they tend to have around like the same um, amount of fat mass. Mm. So I mean, like, I mean, come on, yeah. you know, that's just like making you skinny fat. You know, that's just like the worst. That's the worst disease in the world, surely. Yeah. Actually, it's not the worst disease in the world, but it's like you know. There you I, go. I, I don't know. It is for any aspiring physique athletes or bodybuilders. It's like, oh, that's horrible. It's not. It's not the best, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Cool. I, I mean, I mean, I got a question. Like, in terms of your lifestyle at the time, then. So, when you were diagnosed with this, were you? Did you say it's before the ban kicked off or during? So this is this is. So I was probably um, already rehearsing with them, right? But it was this was about you know two thousand and one or something like that. Uh, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and so my lifestyle at that point was not necessarily the greatest. Yeah, anyway, I think that's that's I mean that's partly for my reason for my question because obviously I know with Crohn's disease and you know even with IBS etc. So rather than um, IBD IBS and stuff, your lifestyle and kind of like nutrition especially has a huge play in terms of how bad. I mean, obviously, I guess there, there's there's no cure for Crohn's. Am I right? I'm not. No, so a really high percentage of people with Crohn's disease get um, operated on where where they cut part of your intestine out. But Mm. the problem is with that is that like it doesn't just affect one part of your GI tract and then 
it can always move to a different place or whatever. So yeah. that's still no guarantee that, that it's going to cure it. It certainly might put it into remission, but it might pop back yeah. uh, at some other point. So, so I guess obviously it's like having a, a, a nutritional um, strategy or just like just general lifestyle that's going to help you deal with that is obviously really important in terms of, so like, I'm just trying to think like from what was your lifestyle like then when you were diagnosed with the ban? Because obviously that must bring um, turmoil and, and issues on its own, just being in that type of environment or the, for, for that type of occupation. Yeah, so, I mean, before before we'd got our first record out or anything, like, basically, um, my diet was kind of like, like, I really quickly worked out that not eating was a great idea. Um, I mean, and, and I'm not saying that it is a great idea, but, like, if you want to stop symptoms... Um, just not having anything in your gut whatsoever is a, is a really, really great way to do it. So if you can handle the hunger, so if we needed to go out and do um, a gig or something like that, or it, like if I wanted to go out to a club or go out or something, um, I'd often fast for maybe like 24, maybe 48 hours or something like that, and then go out and then drink on top of it, cause like, which, which is like obviously massively unhealthy. But um that would, I just worked out really quick that that was a great way to sort of stop stop the symptoms, if you like. Um, and there is a little bit of research on that, like not in Crohn's disease, but w- uh, with IBS anyway, uh, people doing like 20, um, 24 hour fasts, people who have any kind of gut problems, and it mm-hmm. does help. And it's probably just because there isn't any food left in there anymore. There's yeah. not, there's nothing in your gut, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I didn't, I really wasn't offered any help you know, I, I had nothing to go on. Um, I didn't know like at all what to do. And that, you know, it was, it was that kind of like negative behavior, if you like, kind of just drinking a lot and then not eating, which not eating where, where lean body mass, uh, you know, when you're losing uh, a lot of lean body mass and then not eating on top of it, that's really, you know, like a really poor idea. Um, but that, that was, that was what I did. And at, at that time I weighed about, um, well, at the time that I started actually lifting weights, I think I weighed 45 kilograms. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 How tall are you again? Obviously, you're five. So five. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm only little, so I'm, I'm like five, six. But, um, you know, that's still, it's still pretty, still pretty, uh, pretty titchy. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I guess, like, um, I suppose at the time, when, so when you, I'm just trying to think back in terms of, at that point, had you started lifting weights then when you were in the band? So, or is, is this kind of more you started lifting weights after the Crohn's were diagnosed and it's kind of interrelated or? Yeah, no, it, it's, it isn't related. So what I used to do, I used to really like running and I, I was quite good. Um, like I was, I was all right. I'm kind of built for that, you know, I'm built for endurance and stuff. So I was into that. And the Crohn's disease, as much as it was like horrible, it didn't, didn't necessarily affect that negatively, right? I could still run and stuff, but um it quickly dawned on me that you know loss of uh, lean body mass was not going to fix itself unless i actually started to like lift some weights and try and get as jacked as possible mm-hmm. plus you've got all the once once i started reading about this and once i started looking at uh, research and stuff in maybe i don't know maybe 2004 or something like that um you know i'd realized that that there are problems with like bone mineral density osteoporosis these kind of things as well as just a lot, a, a, a lack of um, lean body mass in general. So lifting weights and trying to get as jacked as possible was a really, really great idea. So as soon as I knew that, I started, I started to do it. Um, 
unfortunately, I never had the beautiful honeymoon period of uh, newbie games that people go through <laughs> when they just, they just start lifting weights and they all of a sudden just like, you know, they start throwing on slabs of muscle and stuff. And that did not work for me whatsoever. But I stuck to it anyway, and I did manage to get um, stronger. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and I just read a lot about, I think I probably tried every single kind of wacky diet out there as well and, and, and basically did that. And it was just as I educated myself and read more and more, I became a little more in control of it. Mm. Yeah, that must be tough. I guess when you've got a condition like this, which is actively working against you almost in terms of your, your, your overall goals, that must be a really difficult thing to kind of deal with. How do you like cope with it in terms of like motivation and stuff? Is it, is it, is it just motivated enough just because if you don't, obviously the, the consequences are worse or? Yeah, so the thing about Crohn's disease is, um, is this really unpredictable. So it has like, it has periods of flare ups and then it has um, like periods of remission. Hmm. So, when I first got it, for at least a good, I don't know how many years, eight years or something, it was basically a kind of a constant sort of flare-up or whatever. But then I've had a period of like remission after that, where I've only had the odd flare-up. So I've been reasonably well for a certain amount of times. And it does kind of leave a bit of a legacy. But I've heard stories about people um, literally like forgetting they've had it because it's been gone for like 20 years. And then, and then, it, and then it'll kind of pop back all of a sudden. You know, and it's, it's really difficult to control in that respect. You can kind of try and control it with nutrition and stuff. You can't necessarily, you know, kill it or, or keep it away. Yeah. So, so when I started lifting and stuff, that, that, that was the case. But I did manage to get a little bit better at some point. Um, and and I, I carried on. Um, so the way, that, the way that I think about, you know, motivation and all that kind of stuff, I mean, obviously you have to manage your expectations. So you have to understand that you're, you know, you're not necessarily going to be a massive uh, jacked bodybuilder or whatever. Mm. And that, that might not be someone's goal anyway who's got Crohn's disease, but it should be a goal to try and gain uh, lean body mass. So you just have to manage that. You have to realize that you can't, you're not going to make the kind of progress that someone else is. Um, and I like to have like a real process-minded approach where that's concerned rather than a, like a fixed goal approach. So like if I wanted the goal that I was going to weigh like, I don't know, 80 kilograms and be shredded or something, it just wouldn't work for me, right? It just, it would just be ridiculous. So being process minded is just more of a factor of um, taking each day as it comes mm. and, and like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to hit my numbers on my diet or, or however you do a diet or I'm going to, you know, make sure I eat enough protein and calories, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, go into the gym like four times a week or whatever and, and lift weights, you know, whatever it is, kind of like that, turn it into much more of a lifestyle. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of the way that I look at it. And, and plus being kind of frail and weak now, which luckily I'm not now, right? Like, and I was there for a period of time, but I'm not too bad now. That's bad enough when, when you're my age, but when you're, um, you know, in your 70s or 80s or something, that's good. That's just going to suck. So you've got to also think, even though I like to be process-minded, you've got to think about the long term a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's really good advice because not just for anyone with any type of condition as such, but just generally. I mean, we, we did an episode a few weeks back around motivation and um, that type of stuff. And one thing we talked about was kind of the difference between um, process-oriented goals and obviously having some sort of end goal. And, and how it affects mm -hmm. motivation. I, I don't. I don't think having um, a condition warrants you, or the only reason you'd ever have a process, a 
process related goals. I think actually that just keeps people on the track, focus on the small things, doing building the habits. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of relevant to, to everybody, not just people that suffer from Crohn's or. or yeah. I mean, the, the, the habit based thing is really important. So rather than being like, um, uh, you get a lot of people who, I don't know where they're the, like, they haven't made it their they haven't made it their identity yet right so they know that they know they should be doing something um you know and they know that it's like really important but they haven't they know why that is but they haven't internalized it right so for me like the way that i eat and stuff like that and 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 my my kind of lifestyle and and lifting weights and stuff like that has become just really like becomes your identity rather than something something that you have to think about something that you have to do because you have to internalize it otherwise you, you, you know, at some point when things get tough, you, you, you're not going to do it. So I really like, I really like the idea of like owning something like even, even, you know, my disease as it were, it's just part of like who I am now. And so if I can make these things become part of my identity, if you like, and if I can own having, having this, this problem and, and this disease and stuff, then, you know, I'll, I'll probably be fine. Mm. Yeah, sure. that's really cool. It's like sort of the way of, <clears throat> obviously swinging a negative back towards the way of positive for yourself which kind of made me think about stepping sort of stepping you back to when you first got diagnosed how did you because obviously at that point of being that could feel like a I guess kind of like a life sentence especially if you once you learn what uh, Crohn's sort of brings to the table sort of for you for a person so sort of how did how did you cope with it at the very start like when, because obviously it'd be quite easy to slip into a quite a, I suppose not a, a depressive state of stuff, but it'd be very easy to get that get on top of you really badly. Yeah, so not very well. I mean, like I wasn't, um, I wasn't in, impressed <laughs> at, at all. And one of the worst things is it's not necessarily just the, um, uh, not not to make this into a big sort of moan fest about it, right? But like. One of the worst things is it's not just not just like losing lean body mass and like, you know, feeling a bit a bit crap, but like, you know, having um, oh God, like so now that we're talking about poo again, like having <laughs> having diarrhea like all of the time just gets old really quick. Right. Like it really, really does. You know, so that that was actually the most difficult thing in a lot of situations, uh, you know, social situations or uh, places doing things that people, regular people just wouldn't think about would be something that would like prey on my mind a lot so that that used to be that used to be difficult um just just on that like the 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 strategies you'd have to or the strategies people should use when they have a condition or a disease like this um Mm -hmm. i don't like obviously your own experience but also your experience of others i'm assuming you've obviously met other people's crohn's and or you've certainly spoke to people do you tend to find that they're often the worst in terms of how they deal with it is that as it, as in, like, I know, like, some diabetics that have some of the worst diets, like a lot of diabetics that should control their diets better than people that don't have diabetes do. And like, the few experienced people, even with Crohn's, I've had, like, they just don't do things or they do things they shouldn't do, like loads of caffeine and um, like going out partying, like you said. Just do, is it? Do you think it's just a, there's anything in that, or is it just kind of? Yeah, no, I think I think it's just easy to get like dismayed because like at, at times. Um, you know, even if you do everything right, even even everything right as well, like in the literature is not much, right? There's 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 really not much. The ma- the major treatments are um, 
um, so e either surgery or um, some kind of um, corticosteroids or something like that. There is actually one paper on testosterone uh, helping for like the symptoms of Crohn's disease. And when I read that paper, I was like, this is my time. Mm. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's finally come. Um, but yeah, so we didn't go down the testosterone route because I was just thinking 600 milligrams a week. Yeah. Boom, you know, it's going gonna to sort my symptoms out and I'm going to be <laughs> jacked. I was like, this is great. But it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, so those are the normal sort of uh, ways to fix it. Um, like diet wise, one that, one that actually works again in the literature is just like being tube fed. So you, you need to keep things out of your intestines, basically. So be, being too tube fed, either right into the GI tract or, or you know, just orally, um, what they call um, like enteral nutrition is is um, one way to like fix it. But it's it's, it's kind of tough. So when you're just having a moment where there's this uh, kind of like Crohn's disease flare up and everything, you can get quite dismayed, and that can that can make you feel a little bit more destructive, perhaps than than you should be, because yeah. it's. Even if you're even if you're kind of doing everything right, you, you you feel like you have a lack of control over it. So, you know, you, you do end up doing things like I did, which was you know fasting for thirty six or forty eight hours, um, and, and that kind of thing. Which, like, I'm not gonna lie, there's what you like. If I ever need to go on a diet, um, it was like so you you learn to manage hunger quite well if you're gonna if you're gonna just like fast for a, a lot of the time, you know. So so like diet diets are just an absolute doddle to me. But, but I guess that's um, not necessarily uh, the, the the best thing in the world. But you know, yeah. But not... yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't think people necessarily do things to stitch themselves up on purpose. And I know what you're saying about diabetics and stuff. But but sometimes, um, from my own perspective, you can just feel right, so dismayed that you just think, you know, well, whatever. Yeah, I get know? that. I get that. I get it. Can be massively disheartening. I'm just, I'm sure. Like like you say, if you think you're doing everything perfectly, or you kind of do everything you should do, and it's still not working, you have that it's natural to go oh why bother yeah yeah especially when you if you think that the types of vices are the things you shouldn't be doing like the drinking and caffeine if you like coffee or whatever that type of stuff you do think to yourself well actually everyone else is having fun like and i can't so you know it's not helping anyway so i might as well and you just go to town i'm sure uh, well uh, let's say you really like eat a certain food which i don't know maybe you've seen a dietitian and he said like don't eat this food right whatever it is the food the food that you really like and the dietitian said look you can't eat that because that's it's not going to help with your Crohn's disease and so you don't eat it for i don't know like a month or something and nothing happens with your Crohn's disease right it's, it's still just as bad as it was before so you're just going to think at some point you'll be like well you know i'm just going to eat it then because because it's not it's not helping anyway so yeah. like 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 i say that sort of being really disheartened or dismayed i think that's probably why people people act like that it's mm. not it's not a good long-term strategy but you know um i guess that's one way to understand why you do it yeah yeah it's understandable um yeah it's kind of it's just kind of human nature though isn't it the fruit of the forbidden tree in the end of the day kind of thing <laughs> yeah 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 it is it other so outside of um, the treatments you talked around in terms of surgery or obviously some of the um, well hormone replacement like testosterone or, or some of the papers you read nutritionally then say like what what specific things did, did do you have to do or did you have to do to either help it or what specific things did you have to kind of avoid then so we've obviously mentioned caffeine and alcohol as two things to avoid but well I have but yeah so I mean. <laughs> 
for for me, like um, for, for like a few years, actually just nothing at all because I just had no idea what to do. Symptoms, um, uh, fasting. But then I read like more and more and more and more and more and more. You know, like I'm a bit of a geek for all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so I started geeking out like early uh, where, where, where Crohn's disease was concerned. Um, and I learned more and more about nutrition. But at this point, I hadn't quite, um, hadn't quite in like the early 2000s or maybe mid 2000s, I hadn't quite had the same sort of uh, uh, critical thinking mindset that I have now. So um, in maybe... I think it was late 2005 um i read a book or i read a, a blog post or something by lauren lauren corden i don't know if you've heard of him mm. he was one of the original uh, paleo guys so before rob wolf and before these guys that became real famous um uh, lauren corden was writing about the paleo diet and he said like as long as you don't eat you know like grains and uh, you know all these kind of stuff i can't remember exactly what it was that he said that you can't eat it was uh, all commonly consumed cereal grains, including wheat, rye, barley, oats, corn, and rice, um, beans and legumes, potatoes and tomatoes. You'll be fine. So I was like, great, you know, I'm going to do that then. Um, and that wasn't, that turned out to be completely not true, of course. So, you know, I tried that uh, and that led to just actually eating a diet that was quite high in fiber, um, which was probably a really, really bad idea. I've tried um, ketogenic diets. I've tried like just all kinds of wacky stuff, you know, before I kind of worked it out. And in the end, what, what kind of um, ended up working was kind of a fairly um, refined diet. So after they've given you um, this enteral nu nutrition uh, where, you know, you're being fed with a tube, they kind of reintroduce foods. Um, so and it's like a low fat, low fiber limited exclusion diet right so it's like a really simple diet where you basically eat um kind of like white rice and like really plain chicken and fish and the whole the whole diet's quite refined so the idea is quite smart because um you actually want to eat foods that are, that are a lot easier to digest than, than foods that have got um, lots of fiber in and stuff like that. What, what people who don't know anything about Crohn's disease tend to do when they, if they're diagnosed with it or, or what, what your mom might tell you to do is to eat things with like fiber in or eat things that are good for you, loads of vegetables and all that kind of stuff. And that's the last thing you want to do um, because they'll be so much harder to digest. They'll just make symptoms a lot worse. So in the end, I think there was one paper on this from, a, um, from Woolner, at all in like 1998 something like that so it's not there's not tons and tons and tons of research on it but there is a paper that talks about uh, management of uh remission and maybe helping with symptoms a little bit from this kind of like really uh non-fibrous sort of refined sort of diet yeah so in the end that's what that's what that's what i ended up doing um and anecdotally i, I do think that like that kind of helped a bit um even though I wouldn't call that a healthy diet in the long term, really. That's yeah. not something as a nutritionist that you'd be trying to get someone to do. But in this particular setting, you know, it just, it, it, it was the way forward. I, I was, I mean, that's, that's interesting because obviously, as you'd said, with Crohn's being one of the issues being malabsorption of stuff, uh, yeah. of, of, of diet, sounds counterintuitive. Like, sure, it kind of feels like, you, yeah. and obviously I'm not, I'm not a dietitian, so um, obviously I can't really comment on, I, in that I don't have the best knowledge of it. I was thinking, like, you would try and think to yourself, well, surely you should be eating more. If you're absorbing less, you should be eating more to counteract the fact that you're absorbing less. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think what happens if you just eat more of the foods that you're not absorbing, you just get just more malabsorption. Yeah. You know, basically, I don't. Yeah. You'll just get worse symptoms, more malabsorption. So what you need to do is eat at least small amounts of the foods that you can actually actually um, absorb, if you like. So like sometimes like liquid diets like protein shakes things like that you know things that really digest like quite quite quickly um as long as they're not um like dairy can be a bit of an issue sometimes but not always and white white rice was like a massive staple just used to eat loads of white rice mm-hmm. basically something that's i mean white rice is kind of close to glucose if you like it's not it's not far away right mm-hmm. so things like that maybe some white potatoes and stuff but yeah, if you start following like a paleo diet and eating like just loads of veggies and, and loads of fruit and stuff, that's that's not gonna be that's not gonna be helpful. Well, not I, not if you So I mean I'm assuming um like the the real not not malabsorption, not just like macronutrients, but micronutrients as as well. Like how, how do you deal with that? Like what strategies do you have? So obviously a multivit isn't I'm assuming isn't just gonna do the job. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I think I think I said at the start of the podcast that um, malnutrition affects up to eighty five percent of people with Crohn's disease. So so it is it is a, it is a big deal, um, and that's not just we're not just talking about as you, as you said macronutrients. We're talking obviously about micronutrients, especially if you're eating a diet that's just made of like rice and like whey protein shakes. Yeah. Um, but there's not really much you can do, you know, other than just literally just take take a multivitamin and ho- hope for the best. There's not really, really there's not really I mean, if it can't come from food, then it has to come from somewhere else, right? So, so there's there's not much you can do about that. Um, you know, multivitamins, uh, oil, obviously that kind of that kind of thing. You you can obviously take those kind of supplements. Um, I'd probably advise taking creatine. I don't know if there's any actual literature on that helping Crohn's disease, but it never hurts anything. Creatine, so probably take that as well. Maybe it can help you uh, keep hold of some lean body mass a little bit better. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, there aren't that many like supplements and stuff that you can take that are going to help really. It's just a bit of a pain. Mm. Like, so I, I thought for a little while, uh, when, when, you know, that I was going to help people, uh, with Crohn's disease that I would work in, in like a clinical setting, if you like, but I got frustrated by just the lack of literature on, on, or the lack of, um, help that you can give people and, but strangely enough, out of that came a real passion for um, kind of lifting weights and, and eating to, you know, to gain muscle and, and kind of lose fat and the whole lifestyle around that. And it wasn't born from like necessarily an, an, an aesthetic sort of pursuit. It was born. It was born from like, you know, trying to do it for, for those for those reasons. But um so, so, so that, that's kind of what I do now with clients instead. And even if they are, even if they are someone with Crohn's disease, um, that would be like what I would concentrate on if I was working with them, if you like. Mm. So, <clears throat> with the, obviously, we the nutrition is a major part of it, but sort of other factors that would, that you might, especially in your own sort of lifestyle, stress must be quite a large factor. I, I assume my Crohn's sort of. Um, adding to inflammation stuff and sort of your lifestyle must have been quite up and down late, late nights, probably. So yeah. sleep, I mean, you must come into it as a, as a sort of shit. Yeah, I mean, so building those sort of good habits that you can build up, sort of managing your stress, managing your sleep patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is about those is that 
they're the same uh, good habits that would go into, you know, again, to put my sort of, um, not to use the term bodybuilding, um, you know, to mean like putting trunks on and standing on a stage. I mean, like, you know, in terms of like the pursuit of having bigger muscles or being strong mm. or like, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Um, th- th- those are things that just, you know, the whole lifestyle around that, getting getting good sleep. We, we know we know that uh, sleep makes you weaker. We know that sleep's going to make you like, I think there's one study that said you're like 1.7 times more likely to get an injury if you have like very poor sleep. Mm. Um, we know that sleep's not going to be good for that kind of stuff. Um, we also know that you're your diet's more likely to not be as on point as it would be if, if you've got a poor sleep. There's a lot of literature on this. So it would be no different than how, you know, I would manage any other person's like sleep. Of course, it doesn't help. Um, if you've got a headache, for instance, and you, uh, you know, you get stressed out, or if you're someone who suffers from headaches, rather, sorry, and you get stressed out, um, you'll notice that you've got a headache, right? And that, that'll, be, that'll be just completely normal for people. And Crohn's disease is just the same. So if you're stressed out, the symptoms will get, get worse, right? Mm. But managing stress and sleep and all these kind of things, there's nothing special to it. It's just something that we, we should all try and, and do to a, cer- to a certain extent. So there's, there's no special tricks. But obviously when you're on tour um, and, 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 and in that kind of business, then it's a lot harder because... Um, well, it's a lot harder in, in a sense, if you like, because you're, you're you, you know, you're, you're flying to different countries quite a lot. Maybe mm. um, you're on tour, you're on tour buses, you're not going to bed at night very, very often. Uh, so, so maybe, maybe it makes it worse. But yeah, I don't really know. I can't compare it to to not doing that. So, yeah. you know, it, maybe it would have been just as bad. It, it, there's there's plenty of research showing the links certainly correlatively, I think, in terms of stress to things like IBS, isn't there? So I'm assuming it would be the same principle for people with, yeah. with IBD. So I think it's the same with, with, with any um, chronic sort of illness or disease. I think being stressed or being tired is never good for that, for that, mm. for that um, disease. Whereas I think the difference between IBS and stress is that stress can seem to actually be causative of irritable bowel syndrome mm-hmm. so it can actually like if you manage stress with someone you can actually make all of the symptoms go mm-hmm. away um whereas that sometimes not always but sometimes that can happen or at least you can eliminate a lot of the symptoms whereas with Crohn's disease that's not going to be the same but you can you can at least um you know maybe manage manage periods of, of remission and stuff better if you take all those things into into account yeah i get yeah i guess it's like as as you say, I, IBS can literally be caused by being stressed, whereas you're not going to cause Crohn's disease or IBD by being stressed necessarily, but it might exacerbate it. Is that, is that a good way to describe it, maybe? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly, that's exactly it, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I'm trying to think what, what questions we had next. So, so what like in terms of like your nutrition now then is it very much as you've said so you've got to a point where you're eating kind of very refined you know the white rice and protein shake diet let's call it that so is that still how you're you're kind of living now or are you yeah so so like if i have a um like a flare-up of symptoms um that that would be something that i'd go back to quite quickly so like a very sort of plain diet you know uh, quite quite refined sort of white rice that kind of thing that would be something that i would go back to but in longer periods of remission, you can have eat a much more varied diet. Now, 
you just have to be aware of the fact that it's going to leave your gut in a little bit of a mess, basically. Um, your, your gut kind of, a, you know, microbiota, if you like, is not going to be, it might be a little bit out of whack. Um, so because of this, the kind of like um, some foods that are, that are high in fiber or, um, you know, you know, FODMAPs, so fermentable, oligo, um, oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, for instance, they're just like short chains of sugar molecules and they can be broken down in large intestine and then they can be like fermented by bacteria. So if your bacteria is out of whack, if you like, they can contribute to all kinds of gastrointestinal symptoms. So being leaving those out of your diet, like um, in times of like remission is something that does have some literature behind it and is something that, that I've, I've also followed and something that does help where symptoms are concerned. But they're not necessarily symptoms of Crohn's disease at that point, if it's actually in remission, they're just... Um, they're just more like, you know, symptoms of bloating and, and normal sort of uh, gastrointestinal problems that you'd have with a, if you had um, an issue with FODMAPs, if you like. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do have to be careful with that, but you can eat, you can eat more varied uh, foods without necessarily like causing the Crohn's disease to come back. Um, and then you, I, I, I like to believe that you can keep it away, like you can prolong remission by being really sensible about your diet and stuff and, and by weight training there is there is some research that says that like actually weight training is you know potentially helpful for keeping it out of remission rather than just um you know giving you bigger muscles and stuff so i, I like to think there's a lot of things that we do but when it wants to come back for a flare-up like it, it just can and it can just kick off and there's not much you can actually do about it mm. uh, in which case that's when you have to react with um you know, in, in really serious cases, uh, either surgery or, um, you know, roids <laughs> or, 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 or something. Uh, is it like on the on the exercise, so weight training? Then, if we, if we if you're saying it's obviously good for or could potentially be good or help, um, what about cardio? Yeah, so cardio. So there there is um, any sort of weight bearing exercise is pretty cool. Um, I think, like, I think there, 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 sorry, man, I was just saying the reason I bring it up is because obviously I kind of, obviously I think most people that have ever done any endurance running have experienced something like runner's trots. So, right. <laughs> so I'm thinking like if, if cardio, does cardio, because obviously it just kind of, I suppose, speeds up your digestion or it can speed up your digestion. So yeah. the whole malabsorption thing and obviously the fact that a lot of the, the symptoms of the condition is diarrhea, <laughs> I was yeah. just wondering whether you could say cardio is a bad idea or... Yes, you would have to be careful, obviously, if you're going to do anything like involving exercise outside. I mean, like, if you were into... In, I mean, I think it in the literature, again, like car, even just doing cardio exercise does actually um, seem to help or it seems to be beneficial for, for, um, for Crohn's disease. But I would always throw uh, lifting weights in there and I would be really cautious about doing any exercise where you were going to be like, you know, running down roads and stuff, like nowhere near a, a, a toilet might be a little bit moody. But, mm -hmm. but you know, that, that's, that's kind of up to you. The, the one thing that, that uh, um, the one thing that weight training might have going for it is that there's a little bit of research that it can help with symptoms like maybe through um, inflammatory uh, myokines which are just um, like inflammatory cells which are released during resistance training which can like 
just help the inflammation process in some way. So maybe there is something special about um, mm. about weight training, but that might be just my bias, you know. Yeah. I was gonna, is, is there any sort of um, so obviously yeah, as we're talking about exercise and stuff, any negative sort of fallbacks on things like if you played a contact sport? Because obviously, if you say you're rugby playing rugby or anything like that, you're going to get more likely nailed in the sort of stomach region or anything like that does that play into any sort of not really i mean like it's it's happening in your intestines you know so like if, if you get nailed in in the in the abs like and, and you can contract them you'll be you'll, you'll you'll be fine you know you can't really damage them from the inside out uh from the outside in rather um so no but if, if you were a rugby player and, and you got kind of sick with crohn's disease you know you wouldn't be much good at rugby anymore not if you were a prop or something like that because especially if you mm -hmm. lost a lot of weight yeah you know oh. I thought you were going with the, uh, you wouldn't want anybody behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there, there is that too. <laughs> no one's I gripping been, I, I can't remember. Um, uh, there was a footballer who suffered quite a lot. He played a few years ago. I played for Manchester United who, who was injured a lot. You know, he was out of the team a lot and he was a good footballer. Was it Fletcher? Mm. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, but there, there, there have been a few, a few sports who've had it, and, and their careers are... So, sort of stepping slightly away from that, what sort of your personal sort of goals for yourself now in sort of health and fitness, where are you aiming to do? Are you still pursuing that route of trying to pack on more lean muscle as best as possible, or...? Yeah, so, you know... Um, when I started lifting weights, I weighed 40, 45 kilograms and I weigh an, an outstanding uh, 61, uh, you know, <laughs> and, um, but I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, I was always going to be light anyway, just cause I'm, I've got a small frame and I'm little, right. So I was never going to be uh, a really big guy, but yeah, I mean, in my own uh, training, like all the things about that, that I talked about before, um, about managing expectations and, and developing a process-minded uh, approach and turning it into an identity and internalizing it and all these kind of things. Um, they're all the things that I really concentrate on day in, day out. And I, I, I love training for loads of different reasons. Like I don't just, I do like the effects of it. I do like um, uh, the gaining muscle and stuff like that. But like, you know, I also like the psychological um aspects of training as well are really great that's the kind of relief that you feel afterwards and how it makes you feel so i can't see myself ever not not doing it you know even even if um even if my progress will be a bit slower than, than maybe someone else's is it you know it's still something that i can uh still something that i can keep going with and i'm not you know in a minute like i like i talked about being uh, frail and weak and I, i'm definitely not frail or weak you know i'm, I'm not necessarily like strong in terms of like compared to maybe a you know a half decent powerlifter or something but I'm, I'm i'm okay you know i'm not doing too bad so i'm quite motivated to just you know put get one more rep or throw you know a couple more little plates on the on the bar or whatever that's kind of my thing mm. yeah i guess i suppose i'm sort of the thought process between behind my sort of thinking for myself is not so much as great as it'd be to be as ripped as ed or air uh, brett's getting but more to bomb-proof myself because I'm getting on, as we know. So obviously being the oldest one of the group. So yeah, it's just kind of that sort. Of How old are you? You're about sixteen. Come on, sixty. Four, six four, zero. 
14 February. Yeah. Do you? February. Wow, look at that. Well, I'm not there yet, so you're older than me, so it's fair enough. Yeah, you are. You are old, Paul. But I know. and also, um, shredded as Ed or as Brett is getting, I think I'm fucking leaner than Ed right now. Possibly. I reckon. I am. No, yeah, you are. You need to check. Yeah, my, yeah, but, you need to check my Instagram today, mate, and then tell me Ed's leaner. Yeah, but Ed's just got the name now, and lean Ed doesn't sound as good. No, but okay. controversial. Is controversial. We, I think Ed needs to put out a post. You know, one of these um, six-figure fit pro. I'm uh, being honest. Posts about oh, I don't walk around shredded all the time. <laughs> Ed's too busy being caught up on the sugar at the moment. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Cool. Um, anyway. You got anything else you want to add, mate? I don't know if we kind of. Like, is there anything we haven't thought about? Because obviously we are Crohn's or even really any type of IBD uh, novices. So. Is there anything we've kind of missed or we think worth that people listening would want to hear about? Um, like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I think a message to, you know, anyone out there who's got an IBD or who's got Crohn's disease, like, like, like as, as biased as this sounds, like, but literally do in your head, just actually become a bodybuilder. Just go and just go and do it. Right. You're not actually going to be a bodybuilder in that sense, but start thinking about like your nutrition in terms of like your protein intake, start thinking about your training you know, start start getting in the gym and actually lifting some weights, right? Because you'll regret it if you don't. If you keep having uh, Crohn's disease flare-ups and you keep losing a ton of lean body mass, you're not going to gain that back just by just by walking around, right? You're just not going to. So do do what you can now for your muscles. Do what you can for your bones. Um, you know, it's, plus you'll start to like it, and then you know you can like talk to people like you about getting shredded and stuff, and it'll be it'll be cool. You know, so 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 that's it basically. That's no, that's the cool. only thing that I want to say in terms of a take-home advice: get jacked if you can. That's good advice. That's very good yeah. advice. Cool. Right. Well, um, as we like to do with all guests, we try to move away from the topic and then we get a few fun questions out. So, oh um, hopefully, you'll have some some better than average answers given your uh, past and obviously experience. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, I think my glamorous assistant, Paolo, I think you've got a few, right? He's just okay, silent. I'm ready. He's just silent. Somewhere. Hang on. I've just, I've just panicked. Hang on. Oh. Uh, that's all right. I've thumb, thumb deleted it. <laughs> awesome. I've got it back now. This was from Ed, actually. Ed had sent this in to us to ask, as a certified rock star, with, I think you've had, Two UK number one albums, haven't you? Uh, I believe so. You did. Wouldn't any of those, any um, of, hold on, before you move on. Any of those, like, I don't know how it works, but like silver, gold, platinum, like, did you get a record any of them? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, um, yeah, at least double platinum, I think. Really? That's a, yeah, that's oh, yeah. A mega. See, and you, and you even questioned that you're not certified celebrity. <laughs> yeah. So Ed was asking... As a rock star, did you have many crazy parties, I guess, on tour or wherever? Or any that really stood out as out there? <laughs> Just okay. uh, what I would say is um, this podcast is forever parental advisory. So go ahead with whatever you want to say. Yeah. See, it's like now it's like really hard because I'm trying to think um, of parties that I've been to and what they were. I mean, yes, we did, of course. Um, but to, honestly, to try and name one 
that happened like at one time it's like really really tough <laughs> that's, like the, that's, like, that's like the best answer they're all so amazing they can never pick out one <laughs> no it's just to, to try and like on that one time at like at band camp but like, there, there was there's <laughs> oh we yeah. know we we know what happened at one of the parties then yeah exactly that yeah. was me <laughs> okay all right well okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> i guess this might be the same thing but what would you what would you say is your has been your personal most rock star moment my personal most tell, rock star tell me moment. you threw a tv out of a hotel window or something yeah i didn't you know it didn't. I'm really terribly bad at that, at like that kind of thing. Um, 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 and then all the ones that are like where you actually like, okay, so like the odd thing that's happened where it's like you sort of feel like it would be what a rock star would do, also at the same time feels really shallow and like vacuous. So, so you know, so they, they're not like, oh yeah, when when we did this, it was great. It's more like, you know, well, that was kind of that was kind of weird. But there are two things, both involving aviation. Um, we went to support Green Day once, and we were doing a, a TV show in I don't know somewhere in the south of England. And then to get to the Green Day gig on time, the only way to do it was to buy, uh, to go via helicopter. So we got a helicopter. And then like flew into the Milton Keynes uh, bowl, I think it's called, and then played there. So that felt a bit rock starry. Legit. Yeah. Uh, and another time we did a similar thing where we played a gig, and then had to go and play another gig at some like fashion event. And um, the fashion, the fashion guru, uh, flew us there in his in his private jet. So it was all kind of like. That, that kind of thing. So two two aviation stories, but like I say, vacuous and shallow and terrible, but awesome. And cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So sort of when you sort of your the hard fight took off, were there any? Did you have any really crazy extravagant purchases? Did you like? Because obviously suddenly you got a bit of money, and you were like, I'm just gonna blow it on this. Um. No. Um, so, because, because again, because I'm, you know, like, like, it's like, oh, where's Steve? Oh, look, he's on the back of the tour bus reading, reading research. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, come on, come on, Steve. Um, so, I think like the other guys bought cars and watches and things like that, you know, but I didn't. Well, bought Arnold Schwarzenegger's so, so poor, isn't it? Yeah. I would not have survived, I don't think, if I'd become a. Celebrity rock star. Mate, you've done enough to basically be a celebrity rock star. So that's it. And yeah. in, into those few forty years, you've crammed it all in, mate. Don't honestly, worry about it. Honestly, mate, we'll have a conversation off air if you like. This guy, he, there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff he cannot say recorded on the podcast. No, that's true. Between us, <laughs> see that's on the four thousand listeners. <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Okay. Um, I was gonna. I wanted to know: Is there any times when the sort of it's been negative? Like, have you been recognised at inopportune moments, or has it sort of there been any negative times when you've been famous? As as in, has famous been caused a negative time? You mean, yeah? As in, has mm. it been famous for negative thing? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, not really. I mean, you can't really complain about about that kind of stuff, I don't suppose. Um, it wasn't like I was David Bowie or something either, just walking down the street being like followed by people or anything. But <laughs> I think <laughs> sometimes um, sometimes meeting people and it, and then knowing that you're in a band or something could make them have like massively negative opinions about you without knowing anything about you. They would like, assume you're in... what you would be as a person without actually knowing anything that not that's a negative perhaps but but really like you can't you know you can't say fairer than that can you if like you know if you're in a if an abandoned stuff and someone's recognized you like you know it's probably what you what you live for so you can't really be like yeah. well yeah god it was so it sucks well, I mean, not not unless you're like not unless you're so famous that literally people are camping outside your house because that must be just like what what is going on? Yeah, yeah. like One Direction famous must be hard. <laughs> like One Direction famous, exactly. Yeah. Bieber famous. Yeah. I mean, it's like come on, it's just gonna suck. That's um, what that's just thought of a quick question. Like, what's the best thing you've ever been given for free? Because you must have got a load of free stuff. Yeah, um, the best thing we ever got offered was a motorbike, um, and. I said no because I'd kill myself, which you know, <laughs> is like it's really is really non rock star uh, of me. But you know, you you could want... have, you could have taken that motorbike, rode it through a hotel, and threw that out the window. That would have been like the I most. Mean, I could have I could have ridden it out of the window into a like a swimming pool yeah, or something. That would have been awesome. Um, that would have been great. Yeah, that would have made pod, that would have made this podcast like another level as well because you'd have been able to talk, mean... say it. Let's just pretend that it happened, right? So one time, right, I got this free motorbike and I was in it. I drove it into a hotel room and I got onto the like the tenth floor and I drew. I went straight out of the window and then landed it in a in a in a swimming pool. We're gonna yeah. um, we're gonna edit that bit out and put it in the first answer. Let's put, put it. In the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. So should we ask your standard one? Have you got a favourite or the best burger joint? that you've been to yes yes because you're in the capital as well that has some fantastic options yeah it does um uh, please uh, say five guys shut up paul i'm not gonna say five guys Thank not you. even if you hate me good yes um okay so okay wait 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 and the thing is about burger joints right is that they keep opening and then they keep opening and then they keep opening and then they get it they're just you're just getting like worse and worse and worse, right? You know mm. what I mean? It's just not it's just not happening. There is one that I really like, um, which is more like a steak place, but the burger in there is legit, right? And there's a few of them in London now. And I've forgotten the name because that's how much I suck. It's not like Hawker uh, House? Hawks, the Hawksmore, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Hawksmore, Hawks, sorry, not Hawker House. Hawk, yeah, Hawksmore. Hawksmore. Yes. Got there. Hawksmore. Yes. So that's it. They do a really legit burger. Go in there. Don't go into the restaurant part. Just sit at the bar, right? Have a cocktail, have a burger. Happy times, right? Good. Yeah. Don't go to five guys. No, um, I'm kidding. Categorically, probably the best answer we've had on that question so far. So well done. Yeah, thanks. Hmm? Oh, is this, you can the, oh, is this the, the final, final finale one? Right, okay. Mm. So um, you've got a choice here. So would you rather... I was going to say something really rude then, so I was going to change it last minute, but in my mind I was arguing with myself while I was kind of pausing, and then I decided, no, actually, I can't say that. So I'm just going to go back to, I'm going to, go back to the original question. Maybe I'll ask you off, off here. Um, the original question is, would you rather be attacked by one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? 
100% 100 duck-sized horses. I said you could have your drumsticks as weapons. Yeah, so... Obviously, I'd rather be attacked by 100 duck-sized horses. I mean, I can kick those things out of the way, right? They're not going to bother me. They're not going to do anything, right? Whereas a a duck-sized... Wait a minute, a horse-sized duck? That's going to be savage, right? Like, you know... That thing's gonna win. If we get, if I get in a fight with that guy, he's gonna kick my I, ass. Right? There's, I, I, there's no way. I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate, like I usually do on this question, and say that there's a lot of lean mass on a, even a duck-sized horse. What do you think kicking it's gonna do? So I think there'll be a lot of fuck foot ache, right? But yeah. like, I think I think that I could cause it significant damage or a stamp. Yeah, but there's, a hundred, there's, a, there's also a hundred of them, and you're not finding yeah, one. Yeah, but what, what are they going to do? They don't really bite. They're just going to run around me. Yeah, but duck, you know? they've, got, they've got the aggression of a duck. Like ducks are they aggressive. Are, they are aggressive, but I'm yeah. ta- an angry duck, right? They are pecky bastards sometimes. Yeah. And like, if he's you know the size of a horse, he can just my entire head off. Yeah, okay. I mean, there isn't a right or wrong answer, to be honest. It's just um... I feel like there is a right answer, yeah. and I feel well, like they're... that's it. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> No, cool. Um, <laughs> is the band going to get back together? Don't know. Ooh, open. Maybe then. That wasn't a no. It was not a no. I've, I've actually got one more question as well. Are you getting paid royalties by Sky Sports? God, I hope so. Good. Because they still use it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard to beat. Um, Hard to pay. Oh, there he goes. Stop it. We'd have to pay royalty. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're going to have to now. Yeah, that's it now. You owe me. Say, can we have that royalty free, please? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we... Do you want to end it, Brett, with a big shout out to... Oh, yes. Some certain... Well, actually, ...individual? um, Well, Steve's obviously a fellow SBS. Well, actually, I'm not graduated yet because I'm only now still doing it. But um, you've obviously done it, haven't you, mate? You've been through that. So I'm just going to... Shout that out because it's nice to be in the same um, community. But yes, you're right. Um, huge shout out to our man Carlton, Carlton uh, the Ninja Macintosh. I actually, no reason. Did he have a middle? Did he have a nickname? Did he have a fight name? I missed it. Ed will tell us. Yeah, he was Bane by the fucking looks of his mask. Jesus. Yeah. Um, no, big shout out to the man. He actually looked sinister, vicious. I don't really know what other words to describe him as. Just like. I wouldn't want to fight him, in honesty. Yeah. No. So in so in context, he had a white color collar mixed martial arts fight. His sort of debut, wasn't it? Yeah. The other night, Saturday night, and very quickly wiped the floor with his opponent. Yeah. Who looked to not enjoy it very quickly. Yeah. I think from the first second. I think it was it 70, yeah. 74 seconds long, and I think from the first second that guy just basically was trying to just run, <laughs> just move. Avoid, avoid. I mean, um, you know, honestly, I don't have a problem with that. If someone's going to kick me in the face like a lot, you know, I'll probably just try and get out of the way. You know yeah. what I mean? He, I, would, I mean, obviously, I I wouldn't be in a in a, in a cage fighting him. You know, so <laughs> you know, but but yeah, no, especially no especially when like Carton is. Probably got some of the best genetics I've seen. I think the guy, mm. the guy's like eighty. I think he ended on like eighty-three kilos or something. And like he doesn't even lift weights. I know. I mean, honestly, I gonna. I know he's like a tough guy now, but I'm still gonna slap him hard when I see him because every time I think about that, you know, I know. I think I'll, I'll take him down with one little slap too. You watch. 
He's, he's jacked from doing handstands. I mean, how does that happen? Just as crazy. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. Anyway, well done, mate. No, it's fantastic. Be honest, I'm ashamed I couldn't go because I did say I was going to go, but um, one thing led to another, and I just wasn't able. So it's disappointing. But no, it looked good. He looked, he looked, he looked good. I'm really surprised. Bloody goes like pro now. Honestly, you can see. He already said today he's got another fight, so there'll be another one coming up afterwards. So um, it's even further. That's a Scotland. Scotland, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he like, even kind of makes a bit of a thing of it. He obviously enjoys it. pro. Who knows? See him in the UFC in two years. Be yeah. the new Conor McGregor. Mate, yeah. Different weight class. Mm. Carton's not getting down to like 70 or 68 kilos or whatever it is. Oh, no. No. He went up, don't forget. Yeah. And look what happened. He got beat by fucking Nate Diaz, who's just a big stoner. <laughs> beat him again, though. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Right. I'm not going to pretend that I know who any of these people are, but like, you know. You know who Conor McGregor is, though, surely. I know him. I've got, I've got him. Everyone knows Conor McGregor. Nate, Nate, Nate Diaz has been in the UFC for ages, but he's just a, you know, just a bit of a stoner. That he's all right. I've, but... never, I've, I've never watched a UFC fight in my life. Oh, I've, really? I've, not, I've oh, literally not. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I've, I think I've watched most, if not all, cards. Most, not all. Most for the last probably ten years. So before Conor McGregor was in it, put it this way, but like everyone else started watching when he was in it. But me, I'm an original. Old school. I remember, yeah, old I remember getting the first the first few UFCs on VHS tape because they were obviously had to be recorded by yeah. some dodgy person. And yeah. you get them at school. I was like, that was, they, they that, were savage. They were mad though because they didn't have weight classes, and they and obviously people yeah. it wasn't mixed martial arts. Like you literally have a sumo fighter versus a, like a tiny little boxer or something. Like how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. That's but, not going to end well. No, no. Although it's quite cool to watch. It's like Street Fighter, really, isn't it? You know, if you got like Zangief versus. Ryu. Ryu, yeah, I don't know. But it, obviously, that wasn't really mixed martial arts. That was more like one martial art versus another martial art, whereas now, obviously, you've got to be pretty well-rounded to, to be able to cope. It's all, all the martial arts. Yeah, all of it. You need all of the martial arts, otherwise you're fucked. But anyway, no. Um, big thank you, mate, for coming on. Um, no problem. Some, some quality stuff. I'm sure we'll get you on again, and we'll hopefully get some more um, information about your, uh, your parties, because I do feel a little bit like you've held back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some more in there, but um, cool. Right, no, thank you. Um, do you want to shout out your socials? Anything you got to plug? Obviously, we'll stick. We'll get. Well, Ed will do this, but I'll make sure Ed sticks some stuff in the show notes. But do you want to shout out where people can find you if they want to to hear more? Yeah, or, so or buy your best album. Best place. Best place to find me is to go to stevenmkemp.com. So s t e v e n m kemp.com. Um, and then check out my blogs. I write a new blog every week. Um, I kind of like do quite a lot of writing these days. So if you'd like any of that stuff, um, on my website, you can sign up for my email list and you can get them strength, sent straight to your inbox. So that'd be cool. That's probably the best place to find me. Cool. Cool. Right. Well, Ooh. big thanks, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. And I say, well, uh, are you going to um, the Krieger Day in June? I'm going to be there, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see you there. You're going, aren't you, Paolo? You better be anyway. I'll be there. Yeah, good. Well, we'll see you there, oh, then, mate. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, man. Cool. Right, bonjour. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.